or Christmas that you received? Well, what did you want for Christmas that you actually got? All right. So talk to someone to your right or to your left. Ready, set, go. <laughs> What did you want that you got? He said girlfriend. A girlfriend? Oh, really? <laughs> he said, He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, someone else, what, what did you want that you received? What did you get? I got to visit family. Visit family. Good answer, son. That sounds like a girl answer to me. He looks like the wife. <laughs> the mom. Okay, someone else over here. What did you want that you got? Okay, someone else, quick. Close. Alright, new question. Okay, new question. New question. What did you want for Christmas that you did not receive? What did you want that you did not get? Talk to someone, go. This side. What do you want that you did not receive? Okay. Okay. Alright. Okay. How about over here? What do you want that you didn't get? What did you want that you did not receive? Howard, what did you get for Christmas? I got a shotgun. Oh, yeah. Did you You're going to use that gun every time a guy shows up, right?
Hey, well, listen, uh, you know, Howard says a privilege for you guys have me, but it's a privilege and honor for me to be with you that you would accept a nice, nice white <laughs> Jewish boy who loves Jesus uh, and a big nose Jewish boy at that. I'm going to ask the Lord to help us tonight as we uh, just pray for a minute here. Father, would you uh, guide my words, uh, guide our thoughts, uh, help us engage tonight in Jesus' name and all God's people said. Amen. So I ask you those questions because the, the, the subject that we're going to talk about this next three days, two and a half days, is something that's really important to me and dear to my heart because I so relate to this, this dude that we're going to read about and talk about and study about. And we're going, to, we're going to look at this guy because he had certain wants in his life, W-A-N-T-S. He had certain desires in his life. And one of the desires he actually had in his life was that he actually wanted to God for God to kind of get away from him for a while. He was sort of like saying, you know, I know I'm supposed to serve God. I know I'm supposed to love God. But God, you're asking me to do stuff that I really don't want to do. And I don't know about you, but I can relate to that. Because I've had times in my life before I was a Christian, before I was a follower of God and Jesus. And I've had times after I've been a Christian where God wanted me to do something and I didn't want to do it. Can anybody relate to that? All right. A couple of you. Thank you. About three of you. Good. 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 Um, when I was nine years old, um, no, I was eight years old, I, I ran away from home. Okay? Anyone ever tried that? Has anyone ever tried to run from home? And uh, it lasted about um, six hours. <laughs> and uh, it was about eight o'clock at night. I was at Percy Warner Park in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, it was the first time I ever smoked a cigarette. And I was, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. First, I was, I was coughing and stuff. And, uh, Anyway, I was with my friends, and we had this plan that we were going to spend the night and, and just freak out our parents. And about 8 or 9 at night, it was getting dark, it was getting cold, and I was getting hungry. And I realized, um, I am so dependent on my parents. So I decided I would go home. <laughs> because I was really cold and really hungry, and I, I, I got spanked. <laughs> I mean, like, I got really spanked. Has anyone ever been really Never mind, forget it. Don't even answer that. But I got, I, it, was this, it, it was a day that, you know, when I was a young kid, parents just spanked. I don't know if they do that much anymore, but I got, I got paddled the heck out of my, my tushy back here. I mean, I was just like, just all kinds of colors. And I had this experience when I was eight years old of, the, of running away, take, kind of taking a detour. And then later on in life, I started to take detours as well. And I'm not proud of everything I've done. In fact, I've, I've had to deal with regret and shame. But when I was in, in sophomore in high school, I started to smoke pot, marijuana, you know, dope. You guys know what I'm talking about? You know, not cigarettes, the other stuff, the heavier stuff that kind of makes you act like Howard, you know. And, uh, kind, of, kind of makes you loopy. And, um, and when I was in sophomore in high school, I started to party and started to do drugs. And, and my hair went down to here, like here. Like here, like like here, like here, and and I started to smoke pot and I started to deal drugs and then I remember getting uh, busted by a police officer and um, uh, had to go to court and I was was caught with possession of marijuana and I became extremely paranoid and extremely nervous about my life and uh, 
that year I had made this decision that uh, finally, after smoking pot for so long, I tried to go one week and not get high and not party. And that weekend was the first weekend I actually ever heard the message of Jesus. I went to visit with one of my friends, uh, an African-American guy named Dwayne, and he and I partied a lot together. And so I remember going there on a Saturday night with my friend Mark Rank, and Mark Rank would, uh, two years after that, commit suicide. But Mark and I went to my friend Dwayne's house that night, and I was like, hey, you, you want to get high? And he was like, well, come on in, come on in, let's, let's talk, let's have a Coca-Cola, and let's just chat for a while. I was like, let's, we want to get high, let's, we want to smoke some pot. He goes, why? I don't do that anymore. I was like, really, why not? He said, well, I met someone who's changed my life. And I was like, cool, what's her name? And, and he was like, no, 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 it's not a girl. It's God. I went, oh, no, you're not one of those Jesus freaks, are you? And he said, no, Jesus doesn't make people into freaks, but he takes freaks and makes them into people. I said, all right, that was cute. Good point. That was funny. <laughs> and for like for the next three hours, he told me everything there was to know about Jesus. And being a Jewish kid, I was taught to not believe in Jesus. I was taught at a very early age that there was one God and it wasn't Jesus. That's what I was taught at age, age five years old. So all my life, I did not believe in Jesus because I was told to not believe in Jesus. In fact, I was told that that was evil. The Jewish kids don't believe in Jesus. Well, um, he started saying, do you know that Jesus was Jewish? No, I didn't know that. He said, did you know that Jesus' followers were Jews? I didn't know that. He said, do you know there's like 300 predictions in the Old Testament that relate to the coming Messiah that relates to Jesus? I had no, I had no idea about any of this. And so when I was... Um, Oh, six months later, after that first introduction to Jesus, uh, I prayed and asked Christ to come into my life. And he started to change me. But when I was six months old in Christ, I was a brand new baby Christian. I was taking a shower. And this is going to sound so bizarre. Okay, but I'll just share what you can handle. I was taking a shower. <laughs> Does anyone not sing when you're in the shower? (laughs) Hey, that ain't right. And I was like, and the Lord spoke to me for the first time I'd ever clearly ever heard. It was so loud. It was like me talking now. It was in my head. But I heard the words, I want you to preach my word. And I remember turning around going, who said that? Who said that? It was, I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. That's not what I want to do. The guy we're going to talk about this week's name is Jonah. Everybody say Jonah. Jonah. And Jonah, when you think of Jonah, you think of Jonah and the... Yeah, but the Bible doesn't say anything about a whale. It could have been a whale. You'll meet my son in the morning. He wants me to be inter- he wants me to interview him about the difference between fish and whale. So you'll be excited about this. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. So turn your Bibles to Jonah. If you have an, can they use their phones for their apps if they don't have a Bible? No, no. Huh? They have their paper Bibles. Very good. All right. Because like in my church, nobody brings Bibles anymore. They bring their phones. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Are you guys related? Sisters? Twins? Are you twins? She's saying yes, you're saying no. What's the truth? Who's lying? Oh, she's lying. So, 
chapter 1 of Jonah. The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up and go to that great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I've seen how wicked its people are. Now here's our first, here's our first little clue about what's going on here. God says to Jonah, get up and go to a city called Nineveh. Everyone say Nineveh. Nineveh. And we learn one thing about them already. This place is known for its wickedness. All right, this is a wicked place. Nineveh is a part of Assyria. Now here's what you need to know. Pretend that on this side over here, you guys are Israelites. All right? On the count of three, I want to hear you shout Israelites. One, two, three. Ready? All right, good. All right? And on this side, you are Assyrians. Ready? One, two, three. Assyrians. Oh, no, that's terrible. One, two, three. Ready? Assyrians. Excellent. All right? Now, you guys, point your finger at this group here. And you say these words, we hate you. Ready? We hate you. Right. And you guys point your finger over there and say, we hate you. We hate you. All right, maybe that doesn't make sense to some of you. All right. It might be like Clemson, Georgia. Carolina. Okay. It might be Georgia, Georgia Tech. Is that right? It might be Auburn, Alabama. Okay. Ohio State, Michigan. You get the point. These people don't like each other. In fact, the Israelites hated the they hated the the Ninevites were considered so treacherous that the king of Nineveh, one of the kings, was known to literally torture people without killing them. He liked hurting them. He liked cutting off their ears. He liked cutting off their noses. He liked cutting off their fingers. But he he liked to see people tortured. So the Israelites did not like the Ninevites. The Ninevites did not like the Israelites. So God says to this dude named Jonah, you guys are Israelites, right? You're going to go to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh is kind of far away. In fact, it's really far away. And Jonah's going to do something because, like I said, he didn't want to do what God's telling him to do. And you'll find out later why. A lot of times people think the reason he didn't go was because he was just really scared. Jonah's not a scared dude. I just want to tell you up front. He's not scared of the Ninevites. But there's, something, there's a deeper reason why he doesn't want to go. Okay, verse 3. But Jonah got up and he went the opposite direction. In order to get away from the Lord. So his main motivation is what? Get away from God. Now I found in the 21st century, I do not have to go far to get away from God. You know how I know that? I have something. I have something that's very easy for me to block God out. I'll show you what it is in a second. So, Jonah goes down to the seacoast, to the port of Joppa, where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. Everybody say Tarshish. That's a tough one. Say that five times, right? Tarshish, 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 Tarshish. Yeah, that's beautiful. He bought a ticket and he went on board, hoping that by going away to the west, he could escape from the Lord. All right, let's see our first slide there. All right, so Jonah runs away from the Lord. He heads for Tarshish. 
He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. All right, Tarshish is an exotic place. Jonah is a man of great wealth. He's got a lot of dough. I don't know where he's gotten it from, but in order to sail where he's going to sail was very expensive. It was very pricey. Now, next slide. I don't know about you, but... um, Life is weird. Life is strange, and sometimes life doesn't work the way it's supposed to. Claudia decided to abandon her children and husband. She started a new life. She went through a drive-thru at Taco Bell and ordered a seven-layer burrito with no cheese or sour cream and then filled her four festiva with gas at the Shell station and drove to another state. And you're like, what's wrong with that picture? What's wrong with a woman who would leave her husband and children, get in a car, order a burrito, and continue to drive on? Something's wrong with that. And the reason why something's wrong with that is because something's wrong with us. And the Bible calls it sin. There's something wrong with us. That's why, have you ever had a friend and they did something and you were like, that was weird? Have you ever had someone do something and you thought, that was so strange? Can we have a group therapy moment? Have you ever had a brother, sister, or friend do something weird and you were like, I don't get it? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Thank you. You know why? Because there's mystery behind why people do what they do. You ever, you, you see these things like, you see these mass suicides, you see these shootings in uh, movie theaters, you're like, what is wrong? You see the seven shootings last summer in Charleston, South Carolina? What's wrong with these people? I'll tell you what's wrong. The heart is messed up. The Bible says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And whether you're Christ follower or not, it's easy for our hearts to wander. So Tarshish is a fantastic place. It's a place that Jonah knows he can go and get away. He will go the actual opposite direction. It would be sort of like for me, let's say, I want to go to Australia, but I end up in Alaska. I'm going to go in totally different directions. So what's your Tarshish? Where, what, what, are the, what are the places that you go to that's your escape? What's your escape from God? All right, I'm going, to, I'm going to show you mine, okay? This is one of the things I use to block God out, okay? I know it's going to shock you, okay? You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But your doctor, Olshan, whoa, sounds impressive. What kind of surgeries do you do? I don't do any surgeries. The only surgeries I do is heart surgeries on people, spiritual heart surgeries. Okay, now, I know this is going to freak you out, but this is my Tarshish, all right? All right, everyone close your eyes. Close your eyes. Go ahead, everyone. Close your eyes. Okay, open them. Does this freak you out? This is my Tarshish. If I want to get away, if I want to block God out, if I want to stay busy, if I want to keep my head going, if I don't want to encounter God, if I want to stay away from God's Word, I play with this. This is my Tarshish. What's your Tarshish? I can't even say that five times without sounding like I'm lisping. What's your Tarshish? Is it a guy? Is it a girl? Is it a friend? Is it video games? Is it... Pornography? What is it? What, 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 what's that one thing? Where's that place that you go to escape? Where do you go? Next slide. 
world doesn't work the way it's supposed to. The human heart's a mystery. So in this text, here's what we've got going. Jonah disobeys, and I'm going to kind of read it to you. It's up there on your slide, but I'm going to read it to you because as I read it, it'll start to make sense that the human heart is strange sometimes. Jonah disobeys, the prophet sleeps, the sailors pray, the sailors throw cargo into the sea, the prophet of God runs away from God, Jonah wants to die, the sailors want to save his life, the sailors turn to God. You're like, what just happened? Let me read it again. Jonah disobeys, the prophet sleeps, the sailors pray, the sailors throw cargo into the sea, the prophet of God runs away from from God, Jonah wants to die, the sailors want to save his life, the sailors turn to God. You're like, that's crazy. That's exactly what life's like. Life is crazy. So, next slide. The Israelites and the Assyrians, they are enemies. I've told you that. Nineveh is uh, northeast, okay? Located present-day Iraq. Tarshish is in southern Spain. I've been to southern Spain. It's beautiful. Boom. Probably a year's worth of expenses. Glamorous, exotic, 3,000 miles away to the southeast. What's your Tarshish? Next slide. Is it a job? Is it sports? Is it addiction? Is it workaholism? How do you escape? Where do you escape to? How do you block God out? Is it busyness? A lot of people are, oh, they use that excuse. I'm just too busy to seek God, too busy to connect with God. Is it a friendship? Is it something that has just grabbed your heart? What's your Tarshish? This is mine. You know what yours is? You know, the sooner you know what yours is, the sooner you have a chance to defeat it. Turn to the person next to you and say, What's your Tarshish? (laughs) So, moving on. Verse. Four. But as the ship was sailing along, suddenly the Lord flung, notice the Lord's in charge of this one, the Lord flung a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm and threatened to send them to the bottom. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their God, small g-o-d-s, for help, and they threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. Meanwhile, Jonah was sound asleep. <laughs> you know, here's a dude, who's not, he's not scared. He's in, the, he's in the bottom of the ship snoring. The dude is sleeping. He's asleep in the, in the hole. So the captain went down. How can you sleep at a time like this? Get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will have mercy on us and spare our lives. Then the crew cast lots. Lots is sort of like um, drawing straws. Does that make sense? Drawing straws is the shortest or the longest you get it. And offended the gods and caused this terrible storm. When they did this, Jonah lost the toss. I mean, things are not going well for Jonah. He's running away from God. He's now on a ship. Now on the ship, there's a big storm. He's down there sleeping. They decide to throw this dude off. He loses, he loses the chess match. They said, what have you done to bring this awful storm on us? See, they're feeling it. See, in the Jewish culture, they're kind of feeling this thing. What happened? If you did something, it's affecting us. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What's your nationality? And Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew. 
And I worship the Lord God, the God of the heavens and the God who made the sea and the land. And then he told them he was running away from God. So, I mean, all this commotion, got a storm going on. They're freaking out. They're panicking. They're thinking, what did they do? Because their thinking is cause and effect. Well, we must have done something. But Joe said, no, 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 no. Guys, settle down. Chill out. Take a chill pill. Chillax. Uh, problem's me. The reason why this storm's going on is me. Here's what happened. They were freaked out. They were terrified when they heard this. Oh, why did you do it? They groaned. And since the storm, by the way, could we groan? Ready? Groan. Thank you very much. That was excellent. Since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, what should we do for you to stop the storm? Throw me into the sea, Jonah said, and it will become calm again. For I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. Okay, you guys ever seen VeggieTales? Anybody ever seen VeggieTales? We have a VeggieTale moment, my friend. It's coming. No, that's not. No, no, no. No. What happened? That was very. Can we hit some lights once the uh, video goes on, or maybe hopefully it will go on? It says the top left corner. Top left corner. That is the window, the green ones, yeah. Word. Oh, no. We have no sound. Oh, no. We're shooting the sound. Silent movies. We'll just pretend that that's what this is.
back to the slides. There you go. Back to the slides. We will remedy, remedy that by tomorrow morning. I'm sure we will. Okay. So. Throw me into the sea, Jonah said, and it will become calm again. For I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. Instead, the sailors tried even harder to row the boat ashore. But the stormy sea was too violent for them, and they could not make it. Then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. Oh Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sin, and don't hold us responsible for his death. Because it isn't our fault, oh Lord. You've sent the storm upon him for your own good reason. And then the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him into the raging sea, and the storm stopped at once. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power, and they offered him a sacrifice and, and vowed to serve him. So here the, all of a sudden the sailors have gone from worshiping pagan gods to worshiping the Lord God of the heavens and the earth. So here Jonah, who doesn't even want to be there, who doesn't want to do God's will, God is actually using this incident and his disobedience. And now this disobedience has led to the conversion or the coming of these pagan sailors to now worshiping the real God, the true God. Something else is going to happen here that you know about. So, they picked him up, they threw him into the raging sea, and the storm stopped at once. They were awestruck, and they offered a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah. And we'll stop right there. There's a Hebrew word called me lifni. Can you say that with me? Me lifni. Did you lift your knee? Me lifni. Howard, I like that. Get that me lift knee. Don't don't go there. Don't go there. No. It is the Hebrew idea of I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And God, I don't care what you tell me to do. If you tell me to go south, I'm going north. Tell me to go east, I'm going west. It's flat out, I'm going to rebel. I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And that is human nature. That's human heart. That is the mystery of the heart. Have you ever said something and it came out of your mouth and it almost shocked you that you said it? Have you ever done something and you couldn't believe after you did it that you did it? Have you ever had an action that you did something and you said, oh my gosh, where'd that come from? Why the heck did I do that? Because inside of us is a God-shaped heart that's meant to be filled with only God. And when we don't fill it with God, we fill it with other stuff. What's your Tarshish? Here's mine. I want to get away from God. I want to do my own thing. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but I'm saying it can become a bad thing if I give myself to it. Jonah thinks he knows better than God. He thinks that his plan is better than God's plan for himself. So let me wrap this up by saying tonight a couple things. God's Nineveh for you, God's destiny for you, God's plan for you, where God wants you to get to, like God telling me that he wanted me to teach and preach, and I said no. 
God has a plan for each and every one of you, a very specific plan. Everyone give me your eyeballs, just for like 30 seconds. God has a very specific plan for every one of you. Whether you believe that or not, He does. He has a Nineveh for you. And that Nineveh for you, I don't know what that is for you. That's what you have to figure out. And you have to figure out sometimes by yourself or sometimes by people who love you enough to tell you. And while I was fighting God and telling God, no, I'm not going to do this teaching, preaching thing, all my friends were saying, we see that in you, old shine. This is what you're supposed to be doing. God has a plan for your life to do this speaking, writing, discipling kind of stuff. This is what you're called to do. You're not called to be an engineer. You're not called to be a house painter. You're not called to be a graphic designer. This is what you're called to do. This is your Nineveh. I was like, whoa, I don't want to do that. And for almost two years, I said to God, no, 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 no. And I learned really quickly, like Jonah, that God will swallow you up. He'll kind of he'll derail you. And so what happens in chapter 1 is God has actually allowed Jonah to take a detour. Because this detour is going to eventually get him to Nineveh. It's going to get him where he's intended to be. So I want to say this to you. God has a Nineveh for you. He has a plan for you. He wants you to do something with your life. I don't know what that is. Although the first thing is very clear. He wants you to actually give your life to Jesus. He wants you to actually commit your life to God. And when you do that, it gets really crazy and really exciting. Sometimes actually scary. So Jonah, his life's about control. We're going to see tomorrow and tomorrow night. It's about letting go of that control. And saying, God, I want you to control my life. So what I want you to do now is, do they know their small groups? Alright, so I want you to find those who are in your small groups. And we're going to stay in this room for about six or seven more minutes. And um, we've got three questions for you tonight in your small groups. Question number one. What might God be calling you uh, to that you're running from? What might God be calling you to, uh, to that you might be running from? Number two, what, where, who is your Nineveh? that you don't want to go to or, or don't want to do. And third, has God ever asked you to do something that's seemingly impossible? Has God ever asked you to do something that's really tough and seemingly impossible? So um, I'd like you to find your teams and just kind of uh, mingle together and uh, find each other and, and uh, do your small groups. In about 10 or 12 minutes, I'll close this in prayer, okay? Go. Small group leaders. Find the new people that, that don't know you, okay? Find the new people that don't know you. Yes. Michelle is stupid. <laughs> <laughs>